wrestling fanatics, welcome to the Queen's Takeover. Thank you for joining us as we take over the podcast world. It's your girl Kat, aka the Texas Sports Queen. We also have the Carolina Boss Lady Kayla. Hello. And our resident adjuster, Jolie. Sup? Oh, another week and another jam-packed wrestling adventure that we have just been on after uh, the chaos that was Extreme Rules. And before I go any further, if anyone's listening in South Texas, uh, my thoughts are with you because I'm also in in Texas as well. Just hope y'all are staying safe as Hannah's like ripping up a storm down there, ripping up like crazy. So hopefully... So hopefully y'all stay safe and don't, don't come out of this too bad. But so much also has happened. Also invest in floating furniture, you know. <laughs> Waterproofing <laughs> something. Y'all got to realize that this shit's going to happen. Well, yeah. It's like it, it, it's, a crazy t- it's a crazy time in the world. And we're living through a pandemic. And, of course, taxes and, like, people in the South are going through two words that we never like to hear around this time of year. Hurricane season. So. Hurricane and tornadoes. Oh, yeah, exactly. Good fucking luck. Oh, uh, yes. Just um, Corpus, everyone in South Texas, hope y'all are staying safe. All right. So a lot has happened this week. So let's get off with some, hopefully with some positivity notes here and everything like that. So let's go ahead and kick this off with some royal recaps. Kayla, what was your best moment of the week? Uh, well... Believe it or not, um, it was really great to see um, Stephanie back. Um, well, not fully back, but pop up on a screen and basically say, hey, um, this is how it's going to go down for the Raw Women's Championship. And so um, it was really good to see her um, back in the mix. Um and I think I want to jump to SmackDown. I think the best moments is uh, when uh, Naomi kind of told off um, The Miz and Morrison on SmackDown. I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, and then I noticed something. I didn't really notice it, but I went back. How about the stats and stuff on the thing when the superstars come out? Why is putting on their Married to Jimmy Uso have anything to do with her stats? Not one <laughs> damn bit. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't pay attention to that until I someone pulled that out loud and says, "Okay, so is that accomplishment that she married a Uso?" <laughs> but I mean, okay, it's like she married into the lineage. But so what? But um, other than Stephanie being back, um, Miz and Morrison get told of by Naomi. Um, the it looks like there might be a little bigger feud between Lacey Evans, a new heel, Lacey Evans, and Naomi feud starting up on SmackDown, which kind of excited to see that so i think that's probably all right jester oh wait hang on and um pretty much no no i'm sorry pretty much when uh keith tried to get involved with dominic and dominic kept telling him no 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 i want to handle this on my own um so i might i didn't like the fact that he uh dominic got choked up across but it's really heating up in uh, NXT and it's getting deeper with um, Keith Lee and him so that's another exciting thing I'm waiting for so okay I'm done now <laughs> are you sure Speak now yes hold your piece. okay yes it is all Jester right. Jolie now <laughs> all right yes um, the Dijak- end of the Dijakovic uh, cross mass was fucking phenomenal I love the Rocky 4 vibes that I got from it, like the Apollo Creed and um, Rocky, as Keith Lee's Rocky and Apollo was uh, Dijakovic, which I absolutely loved. Um, one spectacular, beautiful moment that happened Monday night was Ruby Riot finally shut the fuck up Peyton when she yes. when she finally got her first singles win in I think three years, something like that. It was November. Okay, yeah, so. Yeah, it was very it was very beautiful to see her get that win that she so rightfully deserved. Um hopefully th- she's kind of leaning more towards like wanting to form back up with Liv. Liv is kind of very pensive about it on Twitter and um you know, me and my friends might start up the uh, where is Liv Morgan again? <laughs> and yet that we do we did 
before when she took a sabbatical. Um, trying to think, SmackDown. I kind of liked the barroom brawl. I thought that was an amazing, put well put together match. Um, and I have to say that pub, it, it is a real pub, and um, that had to be some of the cleanest toilets I have ever seen in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> like that was absolutely fucking amazing. That's quite an observation. Um, and you know, I liked the the nice cinematic of Seamus just chugging that Guinness, which like puts a lot of Americans to shame. So well, good on good on you, Seamus. And then when he pulls his hat off of Jeff, Jeff's got the face paint, and he just goes at it. Uh, so. I honestly love that. I hope the demon is finally slain. I think, you know, everybody's been so up in arms against the storyline. And, you know, people are going so far as like, oh, my God, this is cringeworthy. This is shitty. Why would Jeff ever sign away? Oh, he's just waiting to go to get AEW. Did anybody watch his Chronicle? After Extreme Rules, they premiered his Chronicle. It was after the Undertaker thing, which was funny as hell, too. Um. But after actually saw some, he wants to finish his career. He doesn't want to go to any other. He said he doesn't want to go to any other organization. He wants to finish his career and retire in the WWE. So everybody's saying, "Oh, he's just waiting for his contract. He's just doing what Vince." No, I honestly believe him because WWE has been there for him. Yes, they let they let him go back in the day. But that was because of the drug issues. And, you know, a company that constantly gives you chance after chance after chance, you know, you kind of have to pay dues with a shitty storyline. And again, I will go back to what I said when this first started. His storyline, him fighting his demons, him finding his outlets. If that just helps one person, is this not, is this quote unquote shitty storyline not worth it? You know, we, we need, uh, um, we don't need perfect heroes. We don't need perfect wrestlers. We don't need the Seth Rollins and the Roman Reigns of the wrestling world. We need the battered and bruised to be able to get through our days because, um, you know, Jeff has uh, been my hero since I was a little kid. Well, not a little kid. I was 18. I'm 39 now. But still, I've loved the Hardy Boys since I was 18 years old. I finally got to see them live in-person wrestle i mean i went to them i've seen them in the ring but they weren't wrestling it was just a jump in but this is me actually getting to see them wrestle live which it's so nice to see your heroes wrestle in person and getting to see jeff and matt team together for one more time and then jeff got hurt at wrestlemania which sucked um you know that was just that was great for me so that storyline I don't care what anybody says. I actually enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed getting to know more about Jeff Hardy than a lot of us even realized. And, you know, the fact that this is literally his last chance. He basically said his wife will kick him out if he does this again. So that was one of my favorite things. And it was nice to see Chad Gable. And um, Kat, you want to go with this one? Thank you. (laughs) I was I was hoping you would bring it up because that was actually my best moment of the week because I've been a fan of his for a while. I'm hoping to get his uh, shirt for my birthday and I'm hinting up the hubby on that one, but it was absolutely wonderful to see Mustafa Ali back on raw back on TV where he belongs. He hasn't been on TV all year. He's been active on Twitter and he's definitely a wonderful person inside and outside of the ring. And the fact that it was, it, it ended up being like a new school, old school type thing with the six man tag, with the six man tag match. And to see the, to see the young, the young, the young ones, I should say, pick up the win was absolutely awesome. Um, I do hope that WWE doesn't stick him in the back again, because this is a man that, we definitely need on TV and, and it was absolutely so wonderful to see him back. Uh, and I'm going to leave that. I'm going to leave it at that as, as far as like recaps 
because that that was like the highlight of the week for me. Oh, definitely. <sighs> I mean, him finally coming back, and when, and you know what? Props to um, Shelton Benjamin actually winning a title at the age of eighty-two. <laughs> Um, that's what that's what Mia Yim's tweet said. So, yeah, I saw that. I love I love their relationship. You know, on Twitter, it's it's probably one of the more amusing ones. Um, but yeah, no, it was nice to see Shelton actually. Even though it's the twenty four seven title, it's nice to see him with gold again. Um, I mean, I honestly wouldn't mind a stable with the old heads. Because I kind of got the nation vibe last week. Yeah. So, so I would like to see see an all-black stable and just that runs roughshod over the WWE, to be perfectly honest. I just don't want Bobby Lashley in it. Uh, I think we're out of luck on that one, honey. <laughs> I, I know, but the thing is, like, you know, Bobby would... Bobby's going to get the opportunities. Yeah, but guys like Cedric and Ricochet that you know have been kind of pushed to the side haven't been. But then again, you know I see the uh, the street profits, and I just those guys just make me smile so much. I love those two guys. Yeah, they came back. They came back with a little bit of authority this week, dude. They knocked the taste out of the. Mouse of Andrade and um, Angel Garza. And on a personal note, congratulations, Angel, on getting married. Stop flirting with Charlie. Oh, <laughs> oh he got married already? Wow. Yeah, he, he just got married this uh, yesterday, I think. I saw the pictures on Instagram. Oh, cool. Well, congrats to him. <sighs> okay, so... Um... Since, uh, since the last time we recorded, as I said in the beginning, we had Extreme Rules on Sunday. The horror show at Extreme Rules. And literally, some of that was a horror show. Um, instead of just like going through each match one by one and everything, um, Jolie, the two-parter. What was your match of the night? And what was your uh, WTF moment of the night? Okay, match of the night, um, I honestly, I have two, and it was the Sasha-Asuka match, which was fucking phenomenal. Um, I can watch them, I can't wait for Monday Night Raw, I want to see that, I want to see that match so much. And the other match of the night was the Drew versus Dolph Ziggler with the stipulation that Drew could not go after Dolph in any way whatsoever or he would lose his title and Dolph could do whatever the fuck he wanted, which I thought was actually a brilliant fucking stipulation. Mm -hmm. Um, Drew got his ass handed to him. You know, the only thing that he could do was either pinfall or submission. If he got counted out, he lost the title. That yep. match made Drew look like a fucking beast and props to Ziggler for the match and that was fantastic. On to the what the fuck portion of the show. I'm sorry that, that this is actually threefold. Um, <laughs> the ending of the Asuka-Sasha match was a what the fuck moment. Yep. Because technically, that should have been a disqualification for Asuka. Therefore, she still would be retaining. But no, um, Little Miss Bailey stripped the ref. You know, at least he had a nice body for <laughs> people to, to look at. And um, put it on and then quick counted the three count. Um, and I will give props to Sasha in that match. This actually goes back to the fact that when she slipped off the ropes, um, it was a botch. But she played it out beautifully. Like, she actually had injured herself in a, a thing prior. So she did an amazing job. And I love the chemistry. And you saw, like, the little squeezes in the pets between Asuka and um, Sasha, which was actually really cool. Yeah, I did see that, yeah. And um, 
the swamp match was just a whole complete what the fuck. Because that that Alexa Bliss, everybody's like, oh my god, she's Sister Abigail. No, you dumb motherfucker. She's just the person that that Braun wants to be Sister Abigail. I mean, that was actually pretty cool, you know, to pull that all back together again. Um, but that match and the ending completely mind fucked. And um the eye for an eye match with Seth Rollins puking. And again, props to the Miz and Morrison for the four and five stars of puke. So, um, yeah, that I actually had to look away when he started throwing up. Uh, yeah, that was a, a little bit much for me. But can, All right, can, we add, can we add just one more category to that? We'll make it a three-parter. Okay, what? The best fan in the stands. I, I have... Shotzi Blackheart, because it doesn't matter <laughs> whose music is playing or what is going on, she is jumping around like a little ball of energy. And everybody was like on Twitter, was like, "Where is she getting this energy?" And she's like, "Starbucks." And people are saying, "Where can we ship you Starbucks cards?" Ah, <laughs> uh, I love her. Her energy is like off the charts. It's like fantastic. <laughs> All right, Kayla, take it away. Best match of the night, Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler. Like um, Jolie has said, that match made Drew McIntyre the beast. So basically, he can conquer anything. Um, And I could tell by a couple times he had that moment, like the rest started counting and he gets, oh, crap, I got to get back in there, start all over again. So it was, I could tell he was getting frustrated, but he didn't, you know, give up or anything. So um, kudos for that match. Ziggler, you really annoy the hell out of me right now. Um, But you tried, buddy. Just you couldn't really get into the mind of McIntyre. Um, So what I'm going to go, I actually have two of the what the fuck moments going on here. Um, Okay. The ending is definitely Asuka and Sasha. I hated that. I was just like, seriously? Like, I was screaming at the TV screen. It was just like, didn't make sense. I was just like, this ain't true. This can't happen. And my mom's over there going, they're screwing her over. I said, I know. So um, that was that. Um, And like Julie said, the whole Wyatt Swamp match. I sat there. My mom had gone to bed, so she didn't watch it. So I was just sitting there, just looking at it, like, "Yeah, she okay." Like, wait, what? What's going on here? And this, what? And then it's just like Braun beating Braun. I'm like, okay, this ain't reality. I know. <laughs> just the whole thing was just like the what the fuck. And then Alexa Bliss pops up. Come, Braun. It's like okay, this can't get no weirder. And then the fiend pops up, like Jolie called it. Uh-huh. And first thing that ran through my mind, multiple personalities. Yep. So, um, and then to add to greatest fan, yes, Sachi Blackheart does get that. Her head swingle with the green hair. Um, yeah, we need to send her some Starbucks cards if she's going to keep us motivated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll go three for three on that one. Um. Yeah, those are the, the two matches that stood out for me were definitely like the Oscar and um were the Oscar and the Sasha match and then Drew and the Dolph. And actually Bailey and Nikki were going at it pretty good. So it's like I really like that one. So it's like all three of those looped those in together from my matches of the night. And my what the fucks are endings of both of the women's matches because it's like Bailey fucked over Nikki so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like that. It, it, it's just like, yeah, she gets screwed over again, and it's like she beat her. She beat her twice in like three, and it was span is within three days, and neither one of them was legally. But that's Bailey these days, and so. But we'll definitely see what happens next Friday when Nikki gets her rematch. So kudos for her. According to Bailey, she won fair and square. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she won fair and square, like, uh, the same as, like, Jolie isn't a lesbian. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. That's the best reference.
reference I could have made. I, I can make. Sorry, girl. And yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. So NXT. Um, couple days leading up to NXT. Uh, William Regal was set to make a huge announcement, and it ended up involving Mr. Keith Lee. And in a very noblest of gestures, some are online are calling it a, him a coward. Some are calling him that he's too chicken shit to defend both titles. They can go both. All, they can all go suck it if you're thinking that. But in a very noblest of gestures, uh, Keith Lee decided to vacate the North American title. Because he did not want to be a limiting champion and to give as many, many, many guys as possible a chance to actually win the title. So William Regal announced that there will be a series of triple threat matches that will culminate to a five-person ladder match at TakeOver 30. So, Kayla, uh, another two-part question. Sorry, I'm full of those tonight. Okay, so <laughs> number one, what, what did you think about Keith Lee's decision? And number two, we already know Bronson Reed's in the match, and the next triple threat's already set. So who do you see rounding out the five? Um, first of all, like you said, all the fans or people that like to talk shit about Keith Lee saying he's being a coward, he should have done what he did. Um, here, I have always liked the guy. He's um, Here recently, he's always had my respect. I've always loved watching him in the ring. Um, but him doing that, he got more respect because I respect him for that. Like, um, that shows, hey, I want to give you opportunity. I'm, I may be the top guy right now. I deserve to be the top guy on NXT, which he does. He, he deserves to be on that NXT champion. So give, um, vacate the North American to give other people opportunities. And I respect him for that. So his choice of doing that basically shows he just he's not all about himself. He cares about other people and their opportunities. Um, hmm. And as far as who's going to round off the five, a little kind of tricky. Um, believe it or not, out of the people that's going to be in the triple threat match this coming Wednesday. Not necessarily might win. I have a feeling Finn Balor might get that opportunity, at least be in the ladder match. Um, recently, I kind of started liking, uh, well, after seeing Maria, I kind of like um, watching Brunson Reed a little bit. So, obviously, like we said, we know he's in there. Um, I see Finn going through, but I will say this. Finn ends up in there. I got to go Finn all the way. There ain't no ifs, no ands, no buts. But uh, anyway, um <laughs> But, no, I would like to see him have a title again. Not even, you know, something. Um, but as far as rounding it up, I really don't know. Because is there any other, other than next week, who else? Is, there hasn't been any other announced. So, they, ha- um, they, haven't been, they haven't announced anybody else. So it's like, okay, so Bronson would be in it. Bronson's in it. You're picking Finn. You're, poss- you're possibly picking Finn to go in it. If you could fit three others in, who would you fit? Oh shoot! Um, I cannot believe I'm saying this, but um, probably he's already had a, maybe Kyle Riley, or if not, maybe Adam Cole. I would probably throw in there. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to sit here and think on the roster. It's like who's left that hasn't had a, throw Karrion Cross in there, even though he's kind of stuck up on uh, Keith Lee's butt right now. Um, right. Heck, for the heck of it, I feel kind of bad for him. Throw Dominic Dijakovic up in there. You know, something you need to make up. So, if if I really had to pick, I would say, all right, Brunson Reed, throw Finn Balor in there. Um, Put Dominic Dijakovic in there. I don't know. Just just Adam Cole, just throw him in there to finish it up. Not necessarily have to win. Um, (laughs) And, I don't know, Damian Priest. Like, I'm sitting here trying to sit here and figure out this roster. It's like, who's on the roster? (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty, Jolie. Um, Keith giving up the title, uh, I respect it. Very, I think it makes him a better man and a better champion. Um, as for the second part, um, I do feel that Finn Balor should beat those two knuckleheads on Wednesday because it's Dexter Loomis and Thatcher, and Thatcher's just a piece of shit in my eyes. 
Um, I I mean, I like Dexter Loomis. I, I kind of am digging his weirdness, like, and his intro. I feel like I need to do drugs. <laughs> but still, it's actually kind of interesting. So I'm going through the the roster right now. Um, I mean, we could see Champa get a part of it. Also, maybe Kushida, Killian Dane. Oh yeah. Um, Damian Priest, Captain Caveman, <laughs> Bobby Fish could possibly go back for it. Swerve. So yeah, I mean, there's definitely some people, but like, in all honesty, if I was going to pick the for if Finn goes on. And how many people did they say this whole is? Was five people? Five. Five. Uh, f- five on the uh, five on the promo thing. All right. So if I had to pick three more, it would probably be Kushida. If he was available, I would pick Pete Dunn, but I don't think he's available. Kushida, Champa, and I got to go Damian Priest because all all signs are leaning towards Dijakovic leaving and going up to Raw. Okay. So I would I would say go with Damian Priest and so you've that that would be a decent ladder match and I'd be happy with any of the winners to be perfectly honest. I'm actually kind of really proud of the thick boy from uh Australia. Mm-hmm. So I was ha- I was shocked and happy that he won. I mean, for me it means okay, they're 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 actually trusting people and I like the fact. I like that they're trusting them. Mm-hmm. So we'll definitely uh have an interesting Wednesday night now. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So I already, I already said my uh, piece about Keith's decision. I totally stick by him for that. As far as like the five, besides Bronson and Finn, um, I definitely see Damien Priest. I would love to see Swerve in it. And then as far as like the fifth one, I don't know about Champa because I, he's kind of a question mark right now. He hasn't been on TV since he lost the cross. And so I think he's, like, kind of up in the air and everything. If they have, like, a... I actually wouldn't mind seeing Killian Dane in it. I know he just lost. Um, I have to ask, Jolie, why do you think Thatcher's a piece of shit? I just don't like him. <laughs> like, I mean, I feel like he... I don't. I feel like he actually... He cheated against Oni Lorcan. And Oni's freaking put everything on the line. Like, he is... He had him literally beat but you know dude cheated to win he, he's yeah like if you're gonna be a catch wrestler and you want to honor the traditions don't be a fucking cheater dude right okay fair enough all right so um, just add somebody in there he might get killed if you try to put him in this match but it would be cool for him to be a champion if he won but like i said he'd probably get killed that'd be drake maverick not Love the guy, respect the story. Not a chance in hell. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think um, I think that Drake has a better storyline with um, the cruiserweight title. Yes, I. Yeah. What the fuck is that, dude? Oh my god. Escobar. 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 Uh, that's what was going on in my head. I was, you know, is that El Chapo? Like, <laughs> I gotta stop per- watching shit on Netflix, man. Uh yeah, Escobar. Like I, I feel like that storyline is a lot more intriguing, and you know, we'll see what happens. But okay, well, th- saying thinking of small guys, I mean, technically, you could probably throw in Mansoor or uh, Tony Nese in it. Maybe. Look, I have no. I actually kind of like Tony Nese. He was actually kind of nice to me. So, plus, he liked a picture that I took of him at wrestlemania 35 when he won the title so okay i kind of have respect for that well we'll we'll definitely see what happens because i think they're like announcing like the triple threats on a week-to-week basis and everything so we'll definitely see what happens all right let's get into the negative part of the show the other part of wednesday night um because this week it's uh the other part of wednesday nights is uh not good (laughs) not good this week um it's like, as, as you all know, it's like Kayla and I, we do watch AEW as well. Jolie, she has her issues with it. Um, but a couple of things did come up this week that we do need to go ahead and address. Uh, number one, at the very end of this week's episode, I haven't watched the whole episode yet, but I, um, I 
Ditsy like the tail end of it. And a certain wrestler did make his uh, unexpected return from suspension. And that would be one Sammy Gavada. Um, it was 30 days off TV, but apparently the suspension was less than that because the this week's episode got taped last week. And so, Caleb, too soon? Um, I'm going to admit I haven't watched any of AEW fully the episode yet. Um, but like I said, I saw you all talking about it, that he returned and I saw it online. And my first instinct was, what the hell? Um, cause I believe it is too soon. Um, I'm totally going to admit I did not miss him whatsoever on television. Um, I was walking out talking to my friend that I work with at work. He's a big wrestling fan and he loves AEW and WWE. And we were talking and he's like, why do you look like you saw a ghost? And I said, well, somebody's back. And he's like, well, who's back? And I said, Mr. Sammy Kabar. And he's like, that wasn't 30 days. I said, no, it wasn't. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Sammy just, no, um, just go bye bye. It was so much better without you on TV. Sorry, bud. No offense. Just no. No. And it's, and it's like yeah, when they first announced the suspension, they said until further notice, um, or like, yeah, they didn't even originally give a time suspend a time on frame on his suspension and everything. And so it's kind of like he got done with the sensitivity training. Tony Khan must have went to him saying, "You good?" He's like, "Well, I'm good. Okay, all right, you can go back on TV." And I know, like, a lot of the AEW fans are so happy. They're back. They're saying, oh, he's, he, I mean, it happens. He shouldn't have been suspended in the first place. It's like, he's, he's done his time. Or he, he's, he's done his time. He's done his training and everything like that. Just let the man be. Okay. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. And this is ours. We don't think he was suspended long enough. Um, even though, though the comments were from four years ago, um, that was a comment practically saying that you were uh, a, a, that was a comment about violence against a woman so no amount suspend i mean i don't think any kind of a suspension like a definite amount would have been right enough but I, anyways coming back three three to four weeks later is definitely not long enough i was shocked to see him back and it doesn't matter to aw fans because they're just going to stand by it no matter what and but that's my opinion, so if you don't like it, tough. Jolie. Okay. Was it too soon? Yes. What even pissed me off even more was they made it come back like a hero's welcome. He snuck back in. They just swept it under the rug. I don't care if these comments were from four days ago or four years ago. Any type of speech of violence towards a woman is not acceptable. And there's no amount of sensitivity training that's going to make him understand that. You know what will make him understand that? Actually volunteering in a shelter for battered women. That might make him understand that. They didn't acknowledge it. They didn't do anything of the sort. It's like, okay, you're back. Whatever. Who cares? And the thing is, I care. Some people are okay with it. Some people feel that the punishment fit the crime that's fine i mean i was talking to somebody that's actually a very uh decent person on twitter she bashes wwe she's she's an eagle opportunity person like she doesn't just like you know support one company over the other she's actually very open-minded um and she was okay with it and then you know i said my piece and she said her piece back but what a lot of people don't realize is that i'm actually a survivor I've gone through shit when it comes to all of that. So what he said brought up bad memories. And I don't care if if he feels that he has done his thing. I will say this, though. Nowhere in Miss Mercedes' letter on Twitter or Instagram or wherever she posted it did she say that she forgave him. Oh, yeah. No, it didn't. So, until that happens to me, this isn't quashed. And I I have a feeling that Sasha is going to make AEW eat their words 
Uh oh, and I hope she I hope she does. Oh Alright, so uh another couple more things came up on Wednesday. During Wednesday's episode, again, I haven't watched the whole episode, but I know they've announced this on Wednesday that they'll be um they're starting a W uh, they're starting a women AW starting a women's tag team division. They're gonna have like a tournament for a cup for a for and the winners will get a cup out of it. And so that's puzzling because they the women's division hasn't really been utilized properly from jump. And then also it's like after AEW went off the air, it's like you had all of the announcers, uh, Tony Schiavone, JR, and Taz, like on a podcast or something, and they were just like mentioning a uh, mentioning like NXT and WWE, and it was just like it's like JR is like saying like our shit our shit's better anyway, and so it's just like Jolie, are we? It's like you said this like a million times, so like um, as far as like. WWE is like AEW is like got WWE on the mind. They're like living rent free and everything. It's like are we to a point where like they're almost obsessing? Oh, definitely. I mean, look at Jericho with the Demo God T-shirts that he puts out there. Yeah, I mean that is some of the most hypocritical and disgusting things that like you know, or it's not hypocritical because you know what? No, it's just fucking frustrating. Jericho keeps coming up with the demo gods shirts. They keep bringing up the demos. They keep saying this. And I think they said this is the first time that they beat WWE in all shows in the demos. Nobody's ever given a shit about the demos until AEW decided to care about the ratings. And uh, I give props to SmackDown for almost pulling out 2 million. With baseball starting back up. With basketball starting back up. Last night was opening night. I mean, I was flipping through a truck race, NASC, uh, baseball, and SmackDown. Like, I was triple, I was triple in it. Like, you know, I wanted to watch everything. So, you know, but, you know, the fact is that they constantly bring up WWE. Whether it's in the Be The Elite shit, whether it's calling the company sloppy because of their testing. If it's whatever, it's like, you know, JR saying, well, DVR, because ours is better. Dear JR. That company helped you when you were going through hell and your wife died. Fuck you. So they, so they let an old man go that's not worth anything anymore when it comes to announcing. You're, you're just a nostalgia act to bring in ratings and listeners. That's it. Taz, same thing for you. Yeah, you're a great wrestler, but you're a shitty commentator. And a shitty manager. Well, we already knew that. Oh, I I really I mean I can't I don't even know who the other dude is, so I really can't commentate. But Tony Chavant, like don't like you've bounced around from so many companies. Do you, do you even know what the hell you do? I mean, look at all the fucking nostalgia acts they have in there. Moxley, Matt Hardy, Cody Rhodes. Sorry, dudes, y'all nostalgia acts. You, you want to build people up, but you're building up WWE superstars. You know, if that's all I see is a WWE superstar as a champion, WWE superstar as a champion. You know, that's all you're doing. Like, you're not building up anything. And to talk about your women's division having a tag tournament, you need to actually understand how to run a women's fucking division. I'm sorry that, you know, your woman, your your champion had to get stuck, but you should have just taken the belt off her and put it on somebody else that could use it. You know, I mean, I get that injuries happen. Injuries suck. I mean, that's why we're out the dentist and um, Chris Statlander. But seriously though like all i hear is the negativity and it's just disgusting because you had one comment actually no two two comments when it came to aew by the wwe one was when triple h called it a piss and company okay he he had every right to say that and two when Sami Zayn brought up aew in the electric chair that was it Oh, wait, that's right. They're talking about counter-programming, too, where they leaked the ending, and that still got more views right. in the ratings. Oh, but that doesn't matter because that's the demos. <sighs> and Tony Khan acted like a fucking spoiled child when NXT ran over them twice. 
and was like, it's the demos that matter. It's the demos that matter. It doesn't matter. Nobody gives a shit about the demos. You don't even know who's actually watching because those those Nielsen houses are specific houses. So you're not actually getting an accurate reading on the demos. I'm so sick of it. And, you know, to honestly say, well, DVR, you know what? I turned on AEW. I turned it right off. Like that, I don't know what the hell's going on over there. There are no storylines. At least with a with NXT, I know what the hell's going on. I can keep track. It's not connect the dots. See what's going the fuck on. It's like the blind leading the blind over there. And like I've said, it, if their fan base is probably just, I mean, WWE fan base just as talk, but man, they bring that level of toxic to a whole new level. They are the Karens of the wrestling industry. Ooh. Ah. All right, so I guess uh, Jester will leave it at that. <laughs> All right, Kayla, so are we at the point where AEW is obsessing about WWE? Um, I don't really have much to say, but in a way, if they are, um, I don't know. It's It does seem like there's a competition going on, definitely, um, every week with it. Um. A part of me gets tired of seeing the, um, oh, NXT had this many people watching. Oh, AEW had this many. Oh, AEW's doing this. Oh, WWE's doing this. I don't care. I'm still going to stand on the top and say a part of me thinks somehow they're in cahoots together. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just too obvious. It's, they may try to say, oh, we're not... I think you are. You just don't want to tell us. So, um, yeah, that's that's all I have to say for that. And then I pretty much think the Jester herself covered everything. Right. <laughs> I, per- I personally don't care about demos. I care about how many people t- tune in. Both weeks at the Fighter Fest went against Great American Bash. NXT whipped their ass. Uh, so props to them for that. And then the constant of them bringing up uh, AEW, bringing up WWE on like all of the podcasts on TV and everything like that, it's just like enough already. So, all right, moving on. All right, so back to WWE. All right, before we get back to the topic list, um, after I did our topic list, this list came out on WWE um, via Twitter about the top 10 best matches of 2020 so far. And so we definitely had to bring this up because there was one match that uh, yeah, I definitely thought was missing. But let me go through the list real quick. Uh, number 10, Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher, Fight Pit. Number 9, Keith Lee and Adam Cole, Winner Take All. 8, the Men's and Women's Money, ba- Money in the Bank Ladder Matches. Uh, seven, Rhea and Charlotte at WrestleMania for the NXT title. Six, Drew and Seth at Money in the Bank. Five, AJ and Daniel Bryan for the Intercontinental title. Uh, number four, the Men's Royal Rumble match. Uh, let's see. Number three, uh, NXT in your house, triple threat, Charlotte, Rhea. Number two. Two Edge and Randy Orton backlash and a more boneyard match. So, Kayla, what did you think about the list? And is there anything missing? Um, kudos to the person that wrote it. Um, that is that is very good. Um, in a way, I could kind of agree with those matches. Um, but as far as missing, uh, like we discussed earlier, Becky Lynch versus Oscar. Where's that match? Um, shoot. Uh, let's see here. Um, honestly, I want to say I will even go as far as um the title match for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles. Uh, what was it? Morrison, Jay, and Kofi. Yeah. For the ladder match for the titles. I thought that one was a good one. Uh, the ending might have sucked how you heard the Velcro rip and Morrison won. But other than that, I mean, there's other stuff. They should have made it a longer. It should have made it like a top 15 or a top 20. 
So it looks like the Carolina boss lady's got to make her own list now. <laughs> uh oh, y'all screwed up. So, and uh, send me your uh, matches that you want on there, and I'll add them <laughs> on there. Uh, I mainly have an issue with the order because I thought the fight pit and the t- winner take all actually should have been higher. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad the women's triple threat was in the top three because that was actually a killer match. Uh, Orton and Edge, respect to the both of them. It was. It's not number two. Sorry. Um, Boneyard match was my favorite. Boneyard match has been my favorite all along, so I'm good with that on number one. And I have issues with the Royal Rumble only because up until Keith Lee, the Royal Rumble sucked because <laughs> it was boring. It was boring as fuck, and I was there, so I can I can. So it's like, yeah, and it's from Keith Lee on. That was my Royal Rumble. All right, Jolie. The Asuka-Becky match needs to be on that list. I'm sorry. Take out the men and women's Money in the Bank ladder match. There you go. Fixed. That match wasn't actually that spectacular, to be perfectly honest. It was a fun match, but it wasn't not top 10 worthy. Top 20, yeah, but not top 10. But you're also missing out the likes of the women's Fatal 4 match for the uh, NXT Women's Championship match. That was fantastic. Tegan versus Io was phenomenal. You had Mia Yim versus Candice LeRae in a street fight. That was fucking phenomenal. There's so many matches that should have been on this list that weren't, but I get it. It could only put the top ten. And I do agree that the Thatcher-Riddle match should be higher as the same as winner-takes-all match. That should definitely be, like, top five for both of them. Like, five and six. Okay. Um, um, the Fatal 4-Way, are you talking about the number one contender? Yeah, paid off okay. a elimination match for the number one contendership where Tegan won. Banging ass match, man. I I never normally get excited about Fatal Four Ways, but I was so happy when they finally made it a Fatal Four Way elimination match because it just That's makes a... it a lot. It draws the match out and makes mm-hmm. it a lot more intriguing. And I loved how you know it came down to team kick. Um, and then again, you know you have. What happened after EO beat Tegan? You had Dakota kicking her head off. So it's just, again, you know, they, there's some, they're not, you know, amazing long ass matches, but still, they're amazing matches. And yes, Boneyard is number one, deserves to be number one. I thought that's probably one of the better cinematic ones they've done to mm-hmm. date. Definitely. Ah, alrighty. Okay, so Friday Night SmackDown. Uh, let's see. Friday Night SmackDown. Um, unfortunately, Kofi did announce that he's going to be out about six weeks because of injuries from the tag match at Extreme Rules, and which means that, uh, with all due respect to the New Day, a lot of fans have been wanting this for a while. Biggie, it looks like he's going to finally get his single pu- singles push. In case people forgot, he is a former Intercontinental Champion, and he is a former NXT Champion. So it's not like he hasn't done this before. So, Jolie, so what do you, I mean, how do you, how do you see this going for him? First off, I have been waiting, like a lot of people, for Big E to get a, a singles run. And, you know, it sucks that it comes at a time where both, Xavier and Kofi are injured, but I can understand why Kofi is injured. He went through two tables, and according to Shinsuke, he went splat. (laughs) I fucking love Shinsuke. Um, But yeah, no, it's it's about time, and I feel that he does deserve an actual title run, and. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could honestly see him versus Braun, him versus The Fiend. Mm -hmm. That would be definitely interesting. Um, Even him versus Roman when Roman comes back. I mean, he deserves to actually be in in the spotlight. Hell, give me me, um, Keith Lee versus Big E. Ooh. I mean, it's... He has been a phenomenal man. He's put people over. He's probably one of the funniest guys, you know, always 
doing the gyrating and the the humping of the rings and <laughs> sitting there staring at Daniel Bryan while eating meat. Um, but yeah, no, this has been a long time coming. And the one thing that I've always loved about the New Day is that they've never actually ever been jealous towards one another. And I feel that even if Big E won the Intercontinental Championship or somehow the United States Championship came over and won that, you know, they would be all supportive. And I was just thinking maybe they could win more than just the tag titles and you just have like a lot of gold. We could deal with that. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with them having gold. And it's like, what if they became the heel faction? What if they just all turned heel against the fans and just went fucking rough shot on the, the SmackDown locker room? That would be interesting because I don't think they could honestly turn one without turning them all. So it's like, all right, well, how do we play this? Do we want to turn them all? Do we want to keep them as the faces that they are? That's, that, that's a tough decision. They, they've literally put themselves in one of the toughest spots because they are so beloved in their merch sale, in their the, the signs and crowds, the, the pancake bullseye signs. You know, this is a this is a, um, a trio of men that are loved by little kids to old old kids. Like whether you're five or ninety five, they are just some of the most beloved superstars because they are so much fun they have so much energy and they just bring it all the time and there's nothing if anybody does not love the new day they need to have their soul checked <laughs> because they are some of the most entertaining people they they go out there and they want to make us smile so i'm ecstatic to see what biggie does in these next six weeks i would love to see him go against aj styles i would love to see him fight matt riddle I would love to see him go against Otis for the briefcase. Yeah, Thawne did bring that up. So it's like, you know, I just, I, I'm so happy. It's been a long time coming, and you, you love the fact that his brothers support him, and that's all that matters. Damn straight. And it's like one of the things that always, like, I always love whenever New Day comes to the ring and everything. It's like, the moment that they take off their jackets and throw them right at Corey's head. <laughs> it's like, I, it's like, I don't know why he's so surprised these days. It's like, I'm surprised he hasn't figured out a way to defend that off, but I have no idea. <sighs> Kayla, what do you think? Um, I'm super excited to see what's next for Biggie. Um, I do have to agree with Jolie on where she says the new day is just lovable. How they're always, chucking their coats and stuff at Corey. Um, and it's funny because he actually calls them out on his uh, podcast when he does it every time. Um, and uh, what was it? It was out. We we're talking about it a little bit. There was one when they had a new day on there and he's like, how come you always do that? And, uh, and he says something. I think you all obsessed with us or obsessed, uh, obsessed, yeah, obsessed with me. And he's like, um, no, not at all. And Biggie's over there. And he's like, why are you so quiet? Oh, I don't know. You know, it's, it's just, they're fun. They're <laughs> loving. It's just, they, um, heck, it even makes me laugh when he kissed and licked those lovable titles, whatever he said he did. Um, uh, they just make it fun. Um, I've even used the pancake reference and stuff in my articles that I write. It's just, um, they're just fun. And, like also how like Joey said they they're well supportive of each other. They've always had each other's back. Um, if I have to admit, if any stable is going to, well, they may not actually really be broken up, but let's just say if this is a way to kind of like break them up a little bit, this will be it. Don't break them up. Don't make them turn on each other. Um, but hopefully Big E can you know maybe be an intercontinental champion. Um, go after. You know, Know, the Universal Champion, um, Braun. So I think there's plenty of opportunities for him. And and I think whenever Kofi and Xavier does come back, they're going to be there to support Big E no matter what. So as um, long as they don't try to team him up with somebody, but we know how that goes sometimes. Because right. I, I remember when Big E first... Now, don't get me wrong. I like this. I remember when Big E first ever debuted, he came out with Dolph Ziggler and AJ Lee. 
AJ, I loved, but Ziggler, Zigglepuff, Zigger, Puff, whatever JBL calls him. Right. Uh, Zigger. It's Zigger. That's what he calls him. But, um, but anyway, just let him do his, let him do his thing. He can do it. Heck, if you still want him to hump the ring, WWE, then let it be. Just make, you know, keep it entertained. Yeah. So. Oh, no, um, I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes and everything. And like one thing that they probably should do is have him challenge Otis for the briefcase and then end up um, cashing it in to get the universal title. That would be fantastic. But either way, it's like once everybody gets back, I'm calling it right now. They're going to end up tying the Dudley boys at nine titles. New day. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like one thing that someone did bring up online. It's like Biggie's getting his singles push. He hasn't turned heel. They haven't broken up the new day. So they, they finally found, I mean, they finally found a way to do that. And I don't see, actually don't see new day breaking up because they're because mainly because of their popularity and their merch sales because their merch sales are ridiculous. Outside the outside the four horsewomen, their merch sales are like ridiculous. So, oh, so Biggie, we're with you. And let's see what happens. Okay, so this podcast is gonna air. I mean, this is gonna drop on Tuesday after Monday Night Raw. So yes, when you finally hear this, it's gonna be after the, this match happens. But um, so I guess this will be our predictions, and we'll see if we're right on Tuesday about Oscar versus Sasha Monday Night Raw for the Raw Women's Championship. You can lose by pinfall, submission, DQ, uh, count out, or if anybody interferes. And so, all right. So, Kayla, how do you see this going down? <sighs> it could go any way, to be honest with you. Um, a part of me just wants to say that Asuka's going to, you know, rightf- rightfully gain her title. Um back. I mean, technically she really didn't lose it, but it's held hostage right now. Um, then a part of me thinks maybe this is going to be the new start error of Sasha Banks and Bailey, where they will have hold all the gold. Um, if I have to basically... I'm just going to go out on the limb. I'm going to say... I think the legit boss is going to be the new Raw Women's Champion. No, I mean, I was originally... I was originally going to go into this and like thinking like, okay, Austin's going to get the title back and it's going to set up her and Shayna at SummerSlam. And then a picture pops up because on Monday they did tape both weeks, Mondays and the following weeks. And this picture is with the outfit she wore on SmackDown. It's with the Raw Women's Championship and it has her, it had her side things on it. Not Oscar, and so I'm like going, is this legit or <laughs> legit, or is it just like one to throw us off? And so I don't know, and it's like I'm back to the prediction where I had for Extreme Rules. It's like my heart's telling me Sasha, but my head's telling me Oscar. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. Jolie, you do know Sasha just trolling everybody, right? Yeah, I know. Um, so. As much as I would love... Ah! Sorry. Tell your girlfriend to wait. No, that was... My girlfriend's asleep. That was an ad. I was hitting off and my thumb... Never mind. Okay, so I had to refill this. Uh, So, yeah. So you got Sasha the Troll trolling everybody. And they probably put the side plates on just for shits and giggles to see if people noticed. So, basically... I have a feeling that Asuka is going to retain... Because there was actually a lot of backlash and a lot of anger going towards the other two four horsewomen that never really get anything. I mean, well, just the one right now because she's constantly just getting chewed up and spit out. But I will say this. Becky Lynch ain't even on the show. And she's already got three feuds waiting for her when her ass returns. She's got Asuka, who's already said she wants the first match back. You have, you know, Little Miss Banks basically saying... Screw you, Becky. You just handed her the title, which, no, she didn't. Again, that was a legitimate match. They just put the title into the briefcase. It was a ladder, money in the ladder, ladder, money in the bank ladder match, but nobody knew it was for the title. And then you got Shayna, who still has, you know, beef with Becky for beating her. So, right there's three insta feuds, and 
Hopefully one day we'll get our Becky versus Bailey match. One on one. So my prediction is Oscar retains, sets up for Shayna, and I have a feeling that this could honestly set up for Sasha versus Bailey. Even though everything I'm reading is that they wanna they are not pulling the trigger on that yet because of the fucking virus and they want it in front of the crowds. Which I say, okay. I, I concur with that, but you know. Oh man, it's like I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I. That's the one thing I've been reading as far as like with um, Sasha and Bailey, they wanted in front of the crowds and everything. It's like, but yeah, it's like the virus and everything is just like holding off the wonderful stuff we want to see. But either way, the match on Monday is going to be a banger and. We'll definitely see how we'll definitely have to see how that plays out. And sadly, this ah. should this should be Kyrie's last sighting on yeah. WWE TV. Yeah, uh, I am going to miss the Sky Princess very much. She is a national treasure. Um, I loved her as a heel so much when she was just running around and being her goofy little self. Kyrie is definitely you know a fan favorite. And I'm glad that she's leaving on good terms. Yes, Very good terms. Yeah. she was frustrated with the storylines, but they let her have a win against Bailey, which is definitely a big thing. Mm-hmm. Let her enjoy her last year of in stardom and then be an ambassador for the WWE in Japan and have a family. So best of luck to Kyrie in uh in Japan and we hope to see her again sometime down the road. Yeah, definitely. I just hope that um yeah, it's like I just hope on Monday that they just let her just come to the ringside and everything like that and WWE doesn't try to pull any like curveballs and like have someone like like Shayna beat her up or anything like that just to kind of like injury and take her off screen that way because that would just be like a that would just be like a total downfall and everything. But if I honestly wish that this last week was her last uh, day because that actually would have been the perfect way to go out. But we'll definitely see. But yeah, she's definitely going to be missed. And there was actually, I just wish that there was so much more. She would be sticking around because there's actually so much more that they could do with that. But ugh. yeah, it's like. Mother, it's like the motherhood calls. It's the motherhood calls and everything. Even though, yeah, I, I, I know you, you've had issues because of uh, Becky's pregnancy, but <laughs> well, that's different. She wants to wrestle for one more year and then retire to have children. Yeah. Seth and Becky just decided, okay, let's go for it. You're at the top of your career. Yeah, men get to do it all the time. Men don't carry the child. <laughs> Like, seriously. And I don't even want to get in the fans. That's next time. <laughs> Y'all some fucked up people. I'll tell you what. Oh. Yeah, I know. We're going to have to definitely, like, address that. That'll be an issue on... I mean, that'll be an issue on its own one, uh, one week to cover. I mean, I, I will say this. I do hope that they do somehow do a cool way for the gender reveal. But then again, I'm like, goddamn psycho fans. <laughs> didn't someone didn't someone bring it up one time? As far as like with, I can't remember where I saw this before, but it's like I can't believe like, I can't. Is somebody brought it up as far as like um, Austin coming out and like clicking the beer cans and it pop out like blue or. Uh, Blue or pink or something like that. That actually be kind of cool. Yeah, I, I can't remember where I saw it though. As far as like that being a gender reveal idea. Hi, yeah, yeah. All right, so Jolie, any final thoughts? Not really. I just uh, I want to say rest in peace, Regis Philbin. Oh yeah, I heard about that today. Uh, <laughs> when you're up there, say hello to Mean Gene for us. <laughs> and. Uh, no, it's pretty much it. It's just, it's been a very, I'm so sick of COVID, man. I'm so fucking sick of COVID. I know, me too. Why are you fucking mass people? <laughs> Kayla, any final thoughts? Um, 
We'll agree with Jolie. Rest in peace, Regis Philbin. Um, I saw that on Facebook today. It was just like, man, I remember when I used to watch Who Wants to Be a Millionaire um, with my grandparents. So, Regis, hopefully you're up there laughing and giggling with my grandparents. Um, and also, I'm going to go out on a limb and say fuck COVID-19 as well. Because no, South Carolina, well, I don't know if it's the full South Carolina um, but the city of Anderson, where I live, no matter where you go for 61 days, you got to have a mask. But if you live in the county, it's not pushed. So I live in the county, but still, it's just, it's frustrating. We're still getting cases at work. So people, I don't know if mask is working or not, whatever's going on. I'm just sick and tired of 2020. Yeah, same here. But at least we're getting some kind of sports back. As well, so that definitely it helps a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. So that's all we have. Uh, That's all we have time for on uh, this week's episode of Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us. Sorry, we rambled on a bit, but that's what happens when you get through the three of us together. Uh, Tune in next time as the takeover continues. Y'all have a good one.